Assalamu alaikum, kia ora and g'day. I'm Habiba and I'm a feisty challenger. G'day you mob, my name's Taylor and I'm a storyteller. I'm Abdul. You may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. You heard of Kanye? Well this is Ranye and I'm passionate. Hi, I'm Colin and I'm a language and theatre enthusiast. Yeah. Oh, my name is Cody Betts and I'm a motivational speaker. My name is Michael Moore and I'm a creator of new hey. things. I'm Ish and I'm a critical thinker. I'm Winston and I'm a leader. I'm Zara and I'm an advocate. My name is Patrick and I'm an activist. Hi, I'm Michael and I'm a dreamer. Hi, I'm Sarah and I am everything. And we, we are the Shout Out Speakers. Hi everyone and welcome to Two Words with Taku. I'm Taku Mbudzi recording my podcast in cloudy Melbourne. This podcast is all about writing and storytelling and in this episode I just want to talk you through some of the things I've learned from producing my very first ever youth podcast and also I guess client podcast, podcast for a client, essentially getting paid to make a podcast. I know I have been so quiet as in it's been a month since I released an episode. Uh, Life has just been very, very, very full in a good way. I traveled uh, to the UK for a friend's wedding. Then I was back and forth between Perth and then also been working on a few different things, some screenwriting and some book writing. And so this podcast is essentially my outlet to tell you what's happening with my writing and my work. And sometimes when I'm just in the thick of it all, I just don't get to come back on here and record my own stories. So uh, yeah, that's why I've been a bit quiet and to be honest I have missed this microphone so much so I am sitting in my apartment with this microphone and now just sharing with you what I've been doing Uh, okay so straight into it what you just listened to is the intro of what we've now created called the shout out youth speakers Australia podcast it's a bit of a mouthful but essentially it's a podcast where we're just sharing stories by young people who are aged 17 to 25 and I'm going to just talk you through quickly how it came about that I produced this podcast and why I've done it and then also the lessons I've learned from it and the reason why I wanted to do this is because a few of you have been asking me how do you produce a podcast for yourselves or for other people but also because um, I think it'll be useful for anyone who then also wants to make podcasts for other people. I don't know why I feel like I've just repeated my two points, but anyways, uh, yeah, I'll just go straight into it. I used to live in Perth and I did quite a lot of work with the Youth Affairs Council of Western Australia, which is a youth organization. They ran the Shout Out program two years ago and it's essentially a program to teach young people public speaking skills. And two years ago, I was the facilitator. I went in and I taught these young people about everything I have learned from being a professional public speaker, as in writing my stories, sharing them on stage and getting paid to do so. And what they wanted to do Uh, YAKWA, which is now the acronym for that organization. So YAKWA wanted to equip about 20 young people so that they could actually go out into the community and get paid to tell their stories, to share their inspirations, their dreams within their own communities as a way of um, encouraging leadership and advocacy within the young people's uh, sort of networks. And that that program from two years ago was so much fun. It was 
every emotion you can think of, me teaching them how to write, them learning how to even stand in front of a group of people and, and to speak. And then at the end, there was a big showcase where they invited friends and family and community members, government people, to then listen to these 20 young people share their worlds, their insights, and give us three to five minute snapshots of that. So this year when I was in Perth for something else, I... I don't know, Yakwa got in touch with me and I and I emceed a symposium for them. And then as I was leaving, they said, oh, by the way, we're going to do shout out again. Would you come back and teach these young people public speaking? And I said, oh, well, look, I'll see, because obviously I'm based in Melbourne. It means I have to travel. I'll, I'll let you know. But long story short, I agreed to come back. But now for me as a trainer and a facilitator, I have grown so much in two years that I really was challenging myself, like what can I do that's going to be different for these young people when I go back and I do this program again and I facilitate, like what can I do and what did I learn from the first time? When we ran the first program two years ago, the kids did their showcase and they, you know, we recorded their, their videos uh, of their speeches at that final event, but the videos never went anywhere. And to be honest, I don't know where they are now. And part of my fire is trying to get young people to have agency for their stories in terms of writing them, producing them, all of that stuff. So I, I kept thinking back to how this very podcast you're listening to has helped me uh, voice a lot of the inner thoughts that are in corners of my brain that I don't even understand. But also it's given me a lot of creative freedom and ownership of my stories and how I tell them and who I invite to tell them with me, and blah, blah, blah. So I really felt like, oh, well, what if I go back to Yakko and say, okay, I'll come and teach these young people how to be public speakers so they can, A, get paid on stage and at community events, but B, I'll also teach them how to be comfortable in front of a microphone and also then we can produce a podcast so that they have um, somewhere where their stories can live. And that helps in terms of marketing them for future events, but also it helps them hear themselves and it's stuff that can be shareable within the community. And that's essentially what we've done done so in this episode I know it's taken me five minutes to get to the point of what I'm trying to say I just needed to give some context to these points um, in this episode I'll just quickly run through the lessons that I learned that can be used for anybody who wants to uh, get into podcasting but also producing podcasts for other people it's not that hard but it's a lot of bits and pieces and so this is what I've learned The first lesson is you need to clearly define your role as the producer of the podcast. Essentially, you need to go to the client and the young people and say to them, this is what a podcast is and this is what I'm going to be helping to create with you and for you. And then in that, you define what you as the producer are, are going to do. And so with Yakwa, I had to say to them, yep, I'm going to be the producer. I'll organize all the people to come in and record. I'll give you the structure for it. I'll set it all up. And then my role as producer was to also have that creative control and structure over how the podcast was going to come out. And so as the producer, I then said to them, okay, I think we should only have three to 
five minute speeches because it's short enough that the young people will feel confident to say their stories, but it's also tight enough from an editing point of view that if we have listeners who want to hear their podcast, then they might be able to sit and listen to anything from 10 stories in an hour. And I think part of that has also come from my experience now uh, working with the moth and also listening to other podcasts that do the whole storytelling thing. Uh, you know, as a producer, you want to keep it tight and interesting. And so that's what I went into the client Yakwa with. And I said, this is going to be my role as the producer. At the end of it, you're just going to have these little audio stories for the young people. And then also as a trainer and facilitator, I'm going to help you equip these young people to feel confident enough to stand on a stage and tell their stories. So that was also good for me to really be clear about my roles because then I could just go into Taku Brain and just execute on that. So that was, that was pretty fun. The second lesson is listen to a podcast with them. So with Yakwa, I was dealing mainly with one lady called Sarah, and she's really lovely. And I just sent her a couple of links of other podcasts that were similar to what I had in mind for this youth one. And that was great. She got it. She understood it. Also, my podcast has been out for a while, and people do get the sense of what I do. And it was pretty easy to explain to her at the client level that this is the podcast and this is what we're looking to do. Uh, however, with the young people, when I then flew to Perth and it's the first day, and I'm meeting them, telling them what we're going to be doing, I had to explain to them what a podcast is. And to do that, I, I listened to a couple of podcasts with them. And I just explained, you know, what a podcast does. Essentially, it's, you know, audio content that lives online, that is very mobile, portable, easy, free. Um, and there's different scales of podcasting. You know, some people just do it at their, at their houses and their garages, and it's very small and beautiful and intimate. And then there are some large-scale productions of podcasts and so I explained to them the power of podcasting and how uh, they can easily record their thoughts their voices their ideas on their phones even and upload it to the internet and share it with their their communities so that was really clear um, in, in my mind that I needed to explain what a podcast was and even though the, a lot of them hadn't heard of it they were really open and excited and by listening with them to two podcasts I think we listened to The Moth and we listened to The Color Cycle we listened to just a couple of episodes they were able to understand that oh okay cool okay I get it so we're just going to be recording stuff that will then be produced and live somewhere else so that was also kind of fun because that's what you want you want people to be curious about playing with a new um, platform or media thing and yeah the young people were really great at being open with that Lesson number three is invite them to write their own stories, not yours. And this is something that I found quite interesting as well as you go in as, as you know, somebody who's producing for a client or for these young people. And I really needed to be aware of what the client Yakwa has in mind, what their vision is, their tone, their branding, their general messaging. And then also the young people. Here I am coming in as Taku to say, I'm going to teach you how to be public speakers, how to speak your mind and to write 
write the stories that you want to. But I've been writing my taku stories a certain way. There's some things that I feel comfortable talking in public about, and there's some things that I go, ah, nah, I'm not interested in that. And it was really interesting and confronting to then hear the stories that the young people wrote. They were real, they were raw, they were gritty, and they were beautiful. And I, I really enjoyed that and I think that was a lesson for me to say if you're going to go in as a producer teacher facilitator and you want to say to people yep you're free to speak your mind or write what you want you also have to let people do that and I really enjoyed listening to what they said because then it reconnected with a lot of things that I felt I maybe have grown past or I've grown through or I've learned from. Uh, for example, a lot of the young people talked about issues with discrimination and racism and things like that. And that's a hot topic that I generally don't enjoy talking about because I'm more about, oh, I just want to make art, please. I just want to write. I just want to tell stories. And I'm always trying to challenge people about how they can speak about those issues but the way that the young people brought them up and the way that they had this fire and the way that they, then I was challenging them to come up with solutions or other ideas that could inspire hope through all of those things was really refreshing to me so I think that's a big one to say as a producer yeah let the client or the performer or the artist also have that leeway to speak and create what they need to yeah it's a lot more fun that way Lesson number four is give them time to hear themselves. This one was really important to me because when I started talking to them about recording a podcast and microphones, I could see they were like, oh, really? Microphones? What, what, what? And I actually had taken in my podcasting mic and I set it up. And at one point while I was talking, I just started recording the room and I played it back to them and they were all laughing and blah, blah, blah. It was great. And then I went round with each table and I got them to come up at the front and just say their names and introduce themselves. And by this stage, I'd challenge each of them to find one word that they could describe themselves with. And, and part of that comes out of me personally wanting to say, I'm Taku and I'm a dreamer and I'm a writer, I'm an artist, rather than I'm Taku, I'm a Zimbabwean black woman. Um, because that's, that's important. That's, um, part of my story and my heritage and what you see when you see me, but also it's about, yeah, we're also different and there are lots of different things that connect us. And so that intro you've just listened to where the young people are saying, hi, I'm Sarah and I'm everything or hi, I'm such and such. And I'm this was actually coming out of me helping these young people just stand up on the mic for the first time, saying their names, saying what they are, and just listening back to it. And it was hilarious. In fact, um, maybe, in fact, let me see if I can find some of the bloopers, inverted commas, of those moments, because they're really precious and really sweet. I don't know what to say. What's your name? Hi, I'm... <laughs> Hello, my name is Cody. I'm a motivational speaker. As I was recording them, I was also showing them on the screen uh, Audacity, which is the recording software that I use. I was showing them how it would capture their voices and the waveforms and things like that. And, and 
you know, it was really kind of fun. It really broke up the sessions, but it also helped them be comfortable with being in front of a mic, but also being, um, what's the word? Being, uh, I want to, no, not edited, but as in having someone in the room who can adjust the levels or tell you, okay, speak slowly. Okay, no, stand close to the mic. Okay, no, hold it like this. Okay, do this, do that. So giving direction to them. And then they themselves straight away live could see it and hear it for themselves how they sounded straight after that it was it was amazing so that was the turning point because then you could see them go oh okay actually no it doesn't sound that bad oh no okay maybe I should speak like this like that and we did it as part of that session of getting comfortable with hearing yourself speak out loud your thoughts a on stage but also on a mic and hearing it played back so that's really important give your person, your client, your performer, your artist, whoever it is, that chance to hear themselves. So you just record something, a little snippet, and then that way they're a lot more comfortable when it comes to recording the final thing. Which leads me into lesson number five. Aim for one take wonders. I love these. I've learned for myself through my own podcast that every time that I try and just stop and start and then, oh no, it's wrong, let me delete it, oh, let me start again, it's it's just so much fiddly work and the editing is absolutely hell. So for me personally, when I'm recording my podcast, I always try for a one take wonder. And that means I'm just going to speak freely and then I'll edit it at the end. And I'm just going to trust the flow of what I'm going to say. But a lot of the time I would have prepared and I might have a couple of bullet points. Um, in fact, as I do right now, where I just have bullet points of what I want to talk about. And then I free flow in between that. And, and so when it was now time for these young people to write their speeches, um, we spend a lot of time really pushing that, really pushing like, what is it that you're so fired up about that you need to say or to share or to just spit out? What is it that you need to, to share? And how are you going to write it? And we spent time um, with, with them. So I, I was giving them how to write a story, structures. And the one prerequisite I asked for all of them is leave us with some hope please leave us with some hope because a lot of these young people come from all sorts of different cultural backgrounds we had some indigenous children in there not children young people and so there's a real mix of some pretty hearty stories and experiences of everything you can imagine and that was my only you know request is yeah go write the story that you feel you need to write and but leave us with some hope and and it was amazing. It was amazing what they came up with. Because then by the time we'd done the little intro um, snippets that you've heard, so hi, my name is ah, blah, 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 my name is whatever, whatever. And we played it back. Then I let them just get up on the mic and just free flow. Some of them free flowed. And then some of them had written speeches on, on paper. And it was amazing. And so with this podcast, you're actually going to be listening to these young people's first official recorded takes of their speeches. As in, this is the first time where I've said to them, look, this recording and this podcast is the practice for when you get on stage. So it's not, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be you. And, and I want you to get comfortable with it. 
and they just blew they blew us all away and so in the podcast you will hear us at the beginning you know sometimes you'll hear the audience which is you know essentially the group of about 15 of us maybe whispering and then at the end you'll hear our genuine reactions to hearing this person's story for the very first time as a group uh, we spent two days together and and so when you hear the woo and the clapping at the end it's because this is the first time we've heard this person spit their story out on a mic and we've captured it and yeah there's something really powerful and magical about that so you're getting the crisp raw version of their truth so yes that's something i i try and encourage is aim for one take wonders because also when your client or the performer or the artist or the speaker knows that they don't have five chances to be recorded they know it's now or never they bring a different kind of energy to that mic and it then just makes it easier for you to edit because now you don't have five different files for each person. And uh, so that was a very strategic move on my part is that everybody knew by the time I said, you're getting up to the mic, they knew they had to bring it and they really did. It was amazing. Um, okay. Lesson number six is ease everyone's mind about the technical stuff, both the client and also the artist or the performer. And in this case, yeah, I, I now feel so, so, so comfortable with editing software, with, um, you know, website-y stuff and blog stuff. And even as a producer, when I suggested doing the podcast to Yakwa, I knew that it needed to be as easy as possible for me to manage it, but also for them to be able to manage it and share it. And I said to them, okay, well, let's start with SoundCloud because SoundCloud is easy. It's free. We can upload the files and a lot of people use it for podcasting. I don't use it for my own personal podcast because then I've got mine embedded in my WordPress blog and all sorts of other things. But I I found that I thought that SoundCloud would be the easiest way that it's quick access and then I set up a separate account that I can manage and then I can pass those details on to the client because then also you know they're still sussing out if that's something that they really want to invest more time and resources into and later on that can easily be migrated anywhere else if it needs to but for now them just knowing that I was going to handle that was great. Then for the young people, when I went in and I told them, okay, we're going to do this podcast, we're going to be recording, you know, a lot of them went, oh, so what, we're going to learn how to edit? We're going to be doing the editing ourselves? And I went, no, 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 it's okay, I'll edit. We'll organize the editing for you. So just you relax, all you need to do is write the story, come and spit it on the mic, and that's it. So I think that also eased the pressure of people going, oh my gosh, I don't even know what a podcast is, where do I start, what am I going to do? Ah, panic, panic, panic. I just took that in my stride because I love that kind of stuff. I'm really geeky about it. And I just said to them, no, nah, you don't need to worry about anything. All I'll need from you is this, this, this. So things like the bio, things like photos, things like branding. That's what I'll need from you. And then from the young people, all I need you to do is, you know, um, you know, just be comfortable on the mic. Make sure your story is good. The one thing I did go through quite a bit with them is using their phones to find podcasts. A lot of them didn't know that they had, you know, all these stories in their pockets. So we spent some time with smartphones, looking through, finding them, and then also helping them record into their phones. Because I was explaining that you don't need lots of fancy gear to start a podcast. You can use your phone. Phones are amazing recording devices, and you learn how to 
to hold them in certain ways or certain positions. And it can make a huge difference to how you can capture an environment, an ambiance, a scene, or just yourself sharing your thoughts in that moment. So that was also pretty good. And and then I did say, if you do want to learn the technical stuff, yes, we've got the option to do, to do that at another time. But that was not the priority. The priority was getting the stories out. Lesson number seven is probably the most important one, which is streamline production and editing. And for me, when I was looking at this workshop and the fact that I was going to have 15 to 20 young people that I needed to train in public speaking. So essentially, I was going to wear the trainer hat as in I'm running the show. I'm, you know, I've got the slides up. I've got the presentations. And then I was going, well, I want to do this podcast, but I'm going to need to record it. And there's no way I was going to be able to be recording and then teaching and then being there present with each um, young person and then also talking to the clients. So in terms of recognizing straight away my strengths and my um, capacity in that in that workshop was really, really important for streamlining how quickly we were able to produce the podcast. One thing was that I, I knew that I would need somebody who is good with sound on the day in the room with us to be able to record the young people and what we were doing. And I found a producer, an audio engineer called Percy, who I've worked with before when I lived in Perth. And so, yeah, Percy came and he set up his gear. At one point, we had, I think we had seven microphones in that training room. We had, you know, his desktop computer up. Uh, sorry, his desktop computer was up. He had his software. He had mic stands. And it was amazing. It was really, really just I don't know it had a, a really good vibe and so for me peace of mind I did not have to worry about levels and this and that all I had to do was work with Percy and say okay Percy um, I'm going to get all the young people to stand around the mic and say their names and what their word is or okay I'm going to have a panel of five people so I'm going to need five mics and and Percy was amazing he was amazing and he just captured all the voices everything and essentially then just sent me audio files full stop done and I didn't have to do anything in terms of recording those speeches so I could focus on teaching and training those young people. So in terms of streamlining, for me as a producer, I found that really useful because then I was able to focus on directing either the way that the young people were speaking and being around the mic and then also um, asking Percy to to do certain things in terms of um, you know setting up the mics or even the sound levels or even then saying to him okay Percy this is the intro that I'm hearing again I'm going back to that intro after having had those young people say their names on there I knew that that was going to be an important part of maybe showing um, who they were or their personalities as an intro so even when I was talking to Percy I was saying okay Percy this is what I'd like you know them to be sounding like and yeah we were able to do that the other thing under streamlining production and editing is the graphic design that goes along with a podcast is really important a lot of people don't realize that yeah you need artwork and cover artwork and even artwork for each audio file that goes with each uh, file that helps visually give that presence when you look at when you look at a podcast in an app or when you look at it on a computer 
So one thing that really helped from the get-go was getting all the Yakwa logos and branding and web links and all of that language and content essentially to then copyright the little bio or the little descriptions that we were going to put on the SoundCloud page. And I mean, it's really helpful that they already have a website for the shout-out program. So I was able to just use that, some of the images. And then I went into Photoshop and I just created some really simple um, tiles for each speaker with their name and just a really colorful background so that then when I had each story file just save that done Uh, going back to audio engineering by the way sorry how could I miss the most important person one of the key people who's helped produce the podcast as well is Josh and Josh has been the editor here in Melbourne So what I did was I went over to Perth, trained the young people, Percy recorded all the sounds, and then I've worked with Josh over here in Melbourne to then edit the final little stories that you're hearing. And again, working with Josh was amazing because Josh is a young person who's worked at Sin Media. He's he's got a podcast of his own, so he's very he's very good. He's in fact he's great. He is great and he is fast and so I was able to say okay Josh this is what I have in mind this is what I'm thinking here are the stories and then he just went off and he just put in some music and blah 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 and then even something as simple as getting the scripted bits for the for the podcast I didn't want to be on the podcast it's not my podcast I was just the trainer and the teacher but this is a podcast for young people And Josh is young and I said to him, okay, well, look, here's the script that I've written. Maybe you can just record yourself saying it and let's see how it sounds. And I thought it sounded great. It sounded, it sounded great. And so that's what we've used as well. And you'll hear that a bit later in the episode. So yeah, coming back to the point about being, um, you know, streamlining the production and editing, part of that working with Josh and Percy was being realistic about uh, deadlines for for them and also um, you know the fact that yeah we're working with audio content so it's not as if uh, how do I explain it you can't you can't fast forward some audio and edit it in, in between if that makes sense as in you have to listen to every second when you're editing and and so that takes time so that was another lesson for me to learn around being realistic in the deadlines whilst I'm trying to streamline production and editing The last little point under streamlining as well is having your scripts ready. Um, I knew that I was going to have maybe 15 stories by these young people. So that's three to five minutes each where they're just speaking and what they're doing. But I needed something that was going to tie everything together. And that's why I had to have those scripts ready so that, you know, somebody could do the top and tail as in the intro. Hi, welcome to the shout out podcast, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, OK, we'd like to thank such and such. And you can find more information at such and such. Those little things are not insignificant to have them ready from the get go, because um, I did find myself scrambling to say, OK, Josh, OK, this is the script. OK, no, we've changed it. Oh, no, OK, no, say this, say that. And um, I just thought, OK, that's really good to know for future reference that, yes, every little thing um, helps you just be more efficient with your time when then it comes to recording. Because then Josh was recording in one studio, I'm editing from home and Percy's in Perth. And, you know, you just want to keep those lines of communication very clear and as clean as possible. And part of that is planning, essentially. So yeah, get your scripts ready if you have any of those little things that need to be read out. Um, 
Lesson number eight, which goes without saying, but I feel like I need to say it, is thank your collaborators and your crew. I made sure I did that throughout the whole recording process with Percy in Perth. Um, you know, I'll, in fact, let me include a little bit of a snippet from the debrief. And so this debrief is after everything had been said and done, it's the end of the day, we're tired and I'm leaving. And the, the young people were just saying thank you and just sharing what they'd learned. But yeah, it was really beautiful. So just, just have a listen. For me, it wasn't just a public speaking course, a public speaking workshop, but it was a, an opportunity for me to heal as well um, and listening to other people's um, stories and journeys. Man, I cried a lot and I needed that. Um, just that cathartic moment where I could just, it was healing for me, so thank you. Yeah, definitely kind of echoing that, just being with so many resilient um, people who've gone through so much. There's so much hope in this room for the future of where our stories are going to take us and where we're going to go on this public speaking journey or just sharing our stories, inspiring other people, making new connections. And yeah, I'm really excited um, for where each of us, where this is going to take each of us. Um, I've always been afraid of change so for me this experience is really good because now I know I'm actually excited I feel like change is a good thing and I'm, I was very happy to actually share my experience because I never get to do that so it was good as well. So I think it's really important to thank the people who you've been working with. So you're thanking Yakwa, you're thanking the young people, you're thanking the engineers, and then you're also doing that, if possible, within the episodes, because it's just, I don't know, it's just manners. It's just manners to say thank you. And that's why the podcast um, at the moment, all the episodes end with us uh, saying produced by me, Taku and Josh and Percy. And then we thank Yakwa and, and also yeah, I don't know, it's just manners. It just, it's just saying it wasn't done by one person or by myself or anything like that. It's just manners. And then the most important lesson, last but not least, is listen and learn for the next time. I think uh, listening to the intro, I keep going, oh, wow, this intro sounds way better than my own one for my Taku podcast. And that's exciting because now it's like, oh, okay, well, that's something I can look at doing for myself. And also now that it's out and it's being shared a little bit so far, I mean, it's only had a couple of listens. I don't think they've officially announced it. Uh, it's really good to listen to how the stories come across uh, in edited form on the actual podcast itself and also how the speakers themselves are listening to it. Some of them are so excited and 
Yeah, I think that's really important because also you, you're taking people's ideas and thoughts and voices and working with them and sharing them. You want them to be proud of it. You want them to be, um, to hear themselves, but you also want them to spread that into other areas. So for me, listening to the feedback so far from Yakwa, who's loved it, and then, oh, that's the other thing, watching the young people then perform at the showcase, and then they've killed their speeches even more than they did in the podcast episode is just the best thing because now they themselves can see what's possible between what was already amazing in what they recorded in the podcast but also now how they can own that and perform it even more and and just really have some stage presence to it and then get paid for it oh it's the best feeling in the world so yeah my name is Taku and I hope that you've uh found this interesting or useful if especially if you are looking at producing podcasts uh you can find more of my adventures at taku speaks on instagram and on twitter and also my website taku.com.au has all my links you can listen for free or you can find me on social media via my website taku.com.au and then of course i mean what what would it be if i didn't at least share one story from this podcast and then it's got all the info for where you can find these speakers what it's about so here's a snippet this story is by Habiba and honestly it's so hard to pick any of them to choose to share on here but I just picked Habiba's story all of them are fabulous and once we've got more of them up I'll definitely be sharing the links I'll share them now anyways but uh, if if there are more stories to come then I'll just share them individually But yeah, thank you for listening to Two Words with Taku. I hope you have a fabulous day. And here's to the Shout Out Podcast. Assalamu alaikum, kia ora and g'day. I'm Habiba and I'm a feisty challenger. G'day you mob, my name is Taylor and I'm a storyteller. Hi, I'm Abdul. You may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. You've heard of Kanye, well this is Ranye and I'm passionate. Hi, I'm Colin. And I'm a language and theatre enthusiast. Yeah. Oh, my name is Cody Betts and I'm a motivational speaker. My name is Michael Moore and I'm a creator of new things. I'm Ish and I'm a critical thinker. Hi, I'm Winston and I'm a leader. I'm Zara and I'm an advocate. My name is Patrick and I'm an activist. Hi, I'm Michael and I'm a dreamer. Hi, I'm Sarah and I am everything. And we, we are the Shout Out Speakers. Welcome to the Shout Out Speakers podcast a podcast celebrating the voices of all young people in Australia. We're public speakers aged 17 to 25, and we speak about all the issues that affect us and our communities. Alrighty, guys. Assalamu alaikum. Kia ora and g'day. Uh, my name is Habiba, and I am a feisty challenger. Now, the reason I'm a feisty challenger is because that's what I get told, I guess. I was recently in theology class, a class that I absolutely hated every second of, and they posed the question of what it means to be good. And I put my hand up, being the only brown girl at Notre Dame. Uh, I was like, you know, why be good? What is good? Why should I be good? If you think about it, Martin Luther King at that time when he was rebelling was not good, but he was fighting for what he thought was a good cause. I posed this question to my lecturer and him being white kind of just brushed over it and was like, yeah, fair point anyone else have any views he wasn't really willing to go deeper into it and like I just sort of sat back and I thought wow great I put my views out there being the only brown girl in class and he's kind of just brushed over it 
So I sat there quiet, hating theology class, pulled my hat down further, you know, sunk into my seat and was like, yeah, whatever, great. Afterwards, we started talking in our group and another tutor came up to me and he's like, I see a fight in you. Don't ever stop challenging people. Don't ever stop challenging views. It was funny because little does he know when I was five, I used to be the shyest person in class all the way up until at least 15. I was that quiet girl in class who didn't really want to speak up or put her hand up or, you know, challenge views because every time I heard the word terrorist, I'd either get ready to fight or flight. Being a young Muslim girl post 9-11 wasn't easy. Any time someone would say Islam in class, I'd just sink down into my seat. I remember one time I brought French toast to class and this boy turned around, he's like, ew, what's that? And I was like, French toast? He's like, nah, that's some Indian curry shit. And I literally went home and cried and cried. And my mum went down, my mum's pretty badass, and told the kid off. Because she knew that teachers weren't going to do anything. Anyways, after that, another experience was I was on the field. I never really liked playing with girls on the playground. I used to play soccer. Um, and this boy came up to me, he was a few years older, he kind of looked down my shirt and was like, oh, ew, this girl's so hairy. And I was like, oh, great, I feel like crap. I was different already. And that really, really impacted the way I saw myself. So being bullied at school, you know, being called things like you're a terrorist, I was already looking at myself completely different to how you're normal average young person will look at themselves in the mirror. So that made it really, really hard. I moved countries, so that was all in New Zealand when I was growing up. Coming to Australia, I kind of had a new start and I quickly came to realise that the Indigenous community here was going through some similar things where they were discriminated against as well. And I went to a school that was a lot more multicultural um, and that allowed me to, to get to know more people and it made me feel comfortable in raising my voice. I started joining um, youth advisory councils. I worked with some awesome organisations like Save the Children. And I started talking about the issues that I was facing. Racism, discrimination, bullying, you name it. You know, domestic violence. There was all sorts of things. And when I got to go to parliament and talk to some politicians, that's when I realised that the most important way of me making an impact is raising my voice, but not only at a community level, at a, at a level where I know that there can be change in policy. And some of the greatest things that the politicians told me were to make your way into politics somehow and um, bring your voice to Canberra and bring it onto a national level. Um, and that's probably the best way to make change. So that's what I've been doing. And it's funny because it took someone to tell me I'm a I'm a feisty challenger or someone who likes to argue to be able to start doing that. So I guess what my message to you guys is, sometimes you might not be able to find that thing in yourself. It kind of might take someone else to tell you, but pay attention to the feedback that people are giving to you because that, that could really just lead you or channel your energy into the right direction. Shoutout is an Australian leadership and public speaking program for young people. The stories in this podcast were written, prepared and performed by young people in Perth, Western Australia, after two days of training. 
Our agency is run through the Youth Affairs Council of Western Australia and you can book us for your next school assembly, conference or community event at yakwa.org.au slash shoutout. Podcast produced by Taku and Budzi and Josh Martin in Melbourne and Percy Kalino in Perth. Thanks for listening. 